0: Hello! Here we are. I, hmm, I, f- I felt really passionate with that hello, and then the passion died. It's it like was, a cold marriage. It was fine. Thank you. I, <laughs> <laughs> that's what my future spouse will say.
1: Fine, not fabulous.
0: Yeah, like 7 out of 10, I guess. Yeah. <laughs>
1: 6.8.
0: 6.7. 6.7. Because <laughs> you need to get bags at 6.748, I yeah. guess, out of 11. Like <laughs> Yeah, just eight, for that. Three. Yeah, just for like extra redundancy. Yeah. Which we're good at. You're welcome. Yeah, so we have Fierce this week. We as we always do. Do. And every day. Andrea.
1: Barcode scanners.
0: Barcode scanners. Uh. They what, are why? the worst. Why?
1: Um I don't know.
0: What did they do to you?
1: Okay, so <laughs> With my job right now, I have to assign barcode scanners and other devices to areas in a hospital. Oh. And then I go home, and I go to sleep, and in the middle of the night, I wake up, and I'm like, did I assign the right amount of barcode scanners?
0: (laughs) That's something that haunts us all, really. It's scary. Don't we all just stay awake with that question on our minds? (laughs) (laughs) Highly relatable. Uh. Sometimes I think of that and my grandfather thought of that too and passed his <laughs> fears on to me. Yeah, this
1: is a huge provincial project and, yeah. So that's
0: a lot of pressure.
1: Yeah. It's, and we don't even deploy for, like, over a year. But, yeah, so right now I just, like, decide what goes where and place the order. And then that's what's going to, that's what they're going to get next fall. and
0: They're just going to have to deal then.
1: If they don't have barcode scanners, I am in so much trouble.
0: Are they going to like hunt you down? There'd be like that. It was that barcode scanner dispensary lady. <laughs> it was her. No, and that's the like, thing I. Like they're going to remember next year. I like.
1: give out, like I assign computers and everything. Right. But it's the barcode scanners that are haunting me.
0: Fuck barcode scanners, right? really.
1: Stupid barcode scanners.
0: Yeah. What's so, your fear? So take that, barcode scanners. Asshole barcode scanners. <laughs> take that. My fear, uh, I have two. Um, one is that uh, I'll die before a loved one, or a loved one will die before me, uh, like my boyfriend. And then I'll either have to suffer through his death or he'll have to suffer through mine. And either way, we'll be parted by the cold confines of death. And number two is that That's sometimes I get my mascara wrong and I hate it. That's the worst. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I was thinking about that. I was t- trying to make subtle mascara last night. And <laughs> I was like, this is not working. No. This is just I, I clumped. And I was like, this is the worst possible thing that could wrong happen mascara, to me. mascara, I think. I am, honestly. Well, this mascara is like five years old because oh, I just stole one of it. mom's from mm-hmm. five years ago. Yeah. I Hers are all
1: one. ancient and clumpy.
0: Yeah. They're really clumsy. So forget
1: about death. Worry about mascara.
0: Well, I, I'm, I. Perfectly capable of being afraid of everything at once. Not okay, to worry. I'll take it. I've got this on lock. But yeah, so today we have some scary things for you. We very, do. very scary. Terrifying. So, I mean, mine's pretty horrifying. Yeah.
1: Yours is bad. Mine is also bad. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I was going to say, neither of us brought you anything cheery. It's not good. We're not known for yeah, that. Yeah, no. No, it's not good. Um, no, no. But, I mean, there's a tantalizing aspect to that. Yeah. Yeah, so I did one that some of you probably heard of and you're gonna hear about it again if that's the case. Um others wouldn't have. I'm gonna start because uh <laughs> I need to warn you. Um there is child death and assault in this, so like Okay.
1: I've yeah. never heard of it. No. So this will be new for me. Yeah. It,
0: it was, like, a really high-profile case in Japan.
1: Oh, okay. And oh, yeah.
0: I know a lot of nerds, so they know what happens in Japan, even though they're not Japanese. But, <laughs> um, so that's that's why I didn't hear about this guy either, surprisingly. I'm excited. Good. Tell me everything. I am. This instant. This instant. You're just- <laughs> such demands. It's like...
1: Tell me your story!
0: You're like the human equivalent of the wrong mascara right now, Andrea.
1: I know. I'm very clumpy.
0: That's relatable content. Yeah. Are you guys ready? Are y'all ready for the otaku killer? Yes. Yes. All right. So... Tsutomu Miyazaki, who was born on August 21st, 1962, and died on June 17th, 2008, so spoilers for that, he dies.
1: He's dead? Okay. Yeah,
0: also known as the otaku murderer, or the little girl murderer, was a Japanese serial killer, cannibal, child rapist, and necrophile, who abducted and murdered four girls in Saitama and Tokyo prefectures from August 1988 to June 1989. So this was just a year of him doing horrible things um it's a bad year yeah it's a bad year for everyone including parents and these poor girls yeah so his crimes included vampirism and preservation of body parts as trophies Ah! yeah so now that i've got your attention um you
1: have my attention now
0: yeah (laughs) miyazaki was born premature and he had like this birth defect where his hand joints were fused together preventing him from being able to bend his wrists upwards. Like, basically, he was born without wrist joints. Oh, okay. Yeah, so due to this, he was ostracized and when he attended Itsukaichi Elementary School, and consequently, he kept to himself, right? So Miyazaki was frequently bullied by other children about his hands, which made him extremely self-conscious and unhappy, and his own sisters found his appearance off-putting, he attended uh, Meidai Nakano High School in Nakano, Tokyo and was a star student until his grades dropped like dramatically. <gasps> Gasp. I know. <laughs> he, well, this is a big deal in Japan though. Like yeah, I guess people it would kill be... themselves over this, this stuff, right? Yeah. I mean, people do here too, just it's a big deal. So he was ranked 40 out of 56 in his class. Not
1: the bottom though.
0: No, but if it's not the top, then a lot of people feel like they don't deserve to live right yeah so he did not receive the customary admission to meiji university like this meant that he couldn't get into university which i guess means that university only accepts like what like two people nice per year like hmm. 40 out uh, of 56 should be good enough but all right instead of studying english and becoming a teacher as he originally intended he, he... became a murderer yeah because that's the second that's the runner-up <laughs> for english teacher Sorry, English teachers out there, but I'm glad you made that choice instead, (laughs) because I know the other one was tempting, but... um...
1: There are only two professions in this world.
0: (laughs) English teacher and evil necrophiliac murderer. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. Well, (laughs) for university students, at least. So he, like, instead of doing that, he attended a local junior college instead, so he studied to become, like, a photo technician, so I guess Mm -hmm. this is the difference between, like, U of C and Sate, Okay. Or something. So he went to,
1: like, tech... Tech school instead.
0: Yeah, I, I guess that's what a, ju- a junior college means. I'm not, I'm not quite sure because I don't live in Japan, but it's my assumption. So in the mid-1980s, Miyazaki moved back to his parents' house near his father's print shop uh, and shared a room with his elder sister. Although his family was highly influential in Itsukaichi, where his father owned, like, a whole entire newspaper, Miyazaki expressed no desire to take over his father's job. Um, after his subsequent arrest, Miyazaki would say that what he really wanted was, quote, being listened to about his problems. But he believed that his parents, who he thought were more worried about the material than the sentimental, quote, would have not hurt him. He would have been ignored. In the same confession, he said that by this period in his life, he had begun to consider suicide. Okay. Which actually still would have been better for these girls if he had. Yeah. I, that's such a cool thing to say, but, like, these— Poor Not girls.
1: really, when you're talking about kids. Well, I'm right? talking
0: about innocent children, yeah, mm-hmm. no. So Miyazaki was rejected by his two younger sisters, uh, I'm guessing the older one wasn't a fan either, and felt he only received support from his grandfather. But in May 1988, his grandfather died, so shit. And this served to deepen his depression and isolated him, like, even more. So in, a, in an attempt to, quote, retain something from him, Miyazaki ate, A portion of his grandfather's ashes. Yum. Delicious. (laughs) A few weeks later, one of his sisters, like, caught him watching her while she was taking a shower. Uh, That's not gonna help
1: the situation.
0: No, it usually doesn't. Um, Yeah, don't do that, guys. It probably will not affect your family dynamics well. Um, (laughs) When she told him to leave, Miyazaki attacked her. Because apparently, this is a perfectly reasonable thing to do. Yeah. Watch your sister naked. Ew, gross. Yeah, okay. No offense, Andrea, but (laughs) ew, gross. When his mother learned of this and demanded that he spend more time working and less time with his videos, he attacked her, too. So he was getting a little scary at this point. Okay. So between August 1988 and June 1989, as I said, Miyazaki mutilated and killed four girls between the ages of four And seven, and sexually molested their corpses. He drank the blood of one of the girls and ate a part of her hand. And these crimes, which prior to Miyazaki's apprehension were named the little girl murders, had like really freaked out Saitama Prefecture because they'd seen very few crimes against children. Like, this was a huge one. Yeah. Yeah, so during the day, Miyazaki was, uh, for the most part, like, by all accounts, a mild-mannered individual. Outside of work, he randomly selected children to kill. Ah. Uh, he wrote to the families of his victims, sending them letters recalling the details of his murders. No. Yeah, police found that the families of the victims had something else in common, too. They all received these silent, like, nuisance phone calls, which are like a type of prank call. Like Miyazaki would call them and not speak a word during these calls, but would just like breathe heavily. Yeah, yeah. And if they did not answer his calls, he would call repeatedly. Like sometimes their phones would ring like constantly for up to twenty minutes.
1: Oh, that's annoying.
0: Yeah. So like back Even to back, it's he was not determined.
1: The murderer of your child.
0: Yeah, and these people were grieving too. Like, yeah, that's what the just fuck is this evil? Yeah, it's, it's So here are the murders. Okay. On August 22nd, 1988, one day after Miyazaki's 26th birthday, a girl named Mari Kono, four years old, vanished uh, while playing at a friend's house. After failed attempts to find her, uh, her father contacted the police. And as it turned out, Miyazaki had led Kono into his black Nissan Langley and abducted her. He'd, like, lured her there. Like, he asked her, quote, "'Want to see something cool?' And Mari, uh, did get in the car with him and was, like, happily playing with the buttons on his radio station before her death. Um, about the same time as Kono's father's phone call, in a dark forest 50 kilometers away, Mari was being slowly strangled to death. Oh. Yeah. Miyazaki drove westward of Tokyo and parked the car under a bridge in a wooded area, and there he sat with her for about half an hour before strangling her. He then engaged in sexual acts with her corpse and left her in the hills near his home. He took her clothes with him when he departed, and he also allowed Kono's corpse to decompose for a while, before later returning to remove her hands and feet, which he then kept in his closet.
1: That is a weird trophy.
0: Yeah, I don't understand. They were recovered upon his arrest, so at least the family got, you know, all all of of, All, like, yeah, Yeah. like, you know, her Mm -hmm. to rest. He buried her remaining bones uh, at the time in his furnace, charring them, and then ground them into a powder... And sent them to her family in a box. Oh my god. Yep, along with several of her teeth, photos of her clothes, and a postcard which read, quote, Mari, cremated, bones, investigate, Oh my
1: god. Yeah,
0: so he's just fucking taunting these people. So on October 3rd, 1988, Miyazaki was driving along a rural road when he spotted seven-year-old Masami Yoshizawa. He offered her a ride, and she accepted, because she's seven, right? Yeah. He then drove to the same place he had killed Kono and killed her, Yoshizawa. Yeah. He engaged in sexual acts with the corpse again and took the girl's clothes with him when he departed, similar to what he'd done to Kono. Okay. On December 12th, 1988, four-year-old Erika Namba was returning home from a friend's house when Miyazaki kidnapped her, forcing her into his car, so she... Did not go willingly. I guess he just gave up and, yeah. Yeah. So he drove to a parking lot, in Naguri Saitama, forced her to remove her clothes in the back seat, and began to take pictures of her. After murdering her, he tied her hands and feet behind her back, covered her with a bed sheet, and placed the body in his car's trunk. He disposed of her clothes in a wooded area, again, and left the body in the adjoining parking lot, which I thought was weird. And Miyazaki sent a postcard to her family, too, uh, created using words cut out of magazines, like, like yeah. a fucking movie villain. <laughs> Quote, Erika, cold, cough, throat, rest, death. Yeah.
1: I still think the worst one is sending the cremated remains. Like, That's fucked. That would... That's so with horrible. My head right? So because bad.
0: you didn't get to like bury them or cremate them if you chose. Yeah. It was made and this the is decision all that's was made left for of you. them. Yeah. You're never gonna see Oh my god. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, like just Ugh. they were alive and a person and now
1: Yeah. Now they're this
0: in a box. Yeah. yeah. So on June 6th, 1989, Miyazaki convinced five-year-old Ayako Nomoto to allow him to take pictures of her. So he managed to convince her. Mm-hmm. He then led her into his car and murdered her. I'm pretty sure he strangled all of them. Okay. He covered the corpse with a bedsheet and placed her in the trunk, taking her body to his apartment. And he spent the next two days engaging in sexual acts with her corpse. Taking, Uh, yeah, so he, he kept them. Taking pictures of the corpse in various positions and filming these acts, right? Gross. Yeah, and there's a reason why he did this. Um, When the body began to decompose, Miyazaki dismembered her, abandoning her torso in a cemetery and her head in the nearby hills. Ugh. Yeah, he kept her hands, again, from which he drank blood and ate a portion, again, No. reminiscent of his, like, earlier thing of eating his grandfather's ashes, so it was, like, a way of keeping them with him, too. It it gets weird.
1: Mm, Fucked
0: up. Yeah, so, uh, fearing that the police would find her corpse, which, you know, they're gonna find all of them. You left one in a parking lot. Yeah dumb fuck but like he returned <laughs> well, to the cemetery he mailed one <laughs> yeah he mailed one too right like what the fuck oh so yeah because he was afraid of that he returned to the cemetery and the hills two weeks later and carried you know her head and her torso back to his apartment where he hid them in his closet okay so according to a friend of miyazaki he'd exhibited abnormal sexual behavior for years prior to the murders which included secretly photographing young girls at sporting events reportedly as like well, this is what they think, as a result of insecurities about, like, his dick. Miyazaki's friend stated that the murderer had an extremely small penis, which prohibited him from, like, pursuing romantic or sexual relationships with people his own age, I guess. That is bullshit. Yeah, that's stupid. (laughs) (laughs) Many people have small penises and do not rape children.
1: And still get into relationships, like...
0: Yeah, a lot of people don't care. Like, I, I get why they're saying that, but it sounds like there's a lot more going on with him than... Small dick, right? So, here's how they got the fucker. On July uh, 23rd, 1989, Miyazaki saw two sisters playing in a park in Hachioji. He managed to separate the younger of the sisters from the older one, who stayed behind, and the older sister then ran home to get her father, thank goodness, who returned to find Miyazaki taking photographs of the younger daughter, who he had convinced into stripping naked. So the father attacked Miyazaki. Obviously. Yeah, reasonably enough, but he was like unable to like restrain him. So after fleeing on foot, Miyazaki eventually like returned to the park to retrieve his Toyota car. And there he was arrested by police who had responded to a call by the father, which thank God. Obviously. Yeah. You can't just go back. No. Like, dumb. Right? Yeah, he was not thinking about this. I'm glad because I'm glad he was caught. Yeah, me too. But a search of Miyazaki's Two Room Bungalow produced five thousand seven hundred and sixty-three videotapes, uh, many containing anime and a lot of slasher films, which were later used as like reasons for his crimes, but I've got my doubts. Yeah. Um, interspersed among these was video footage and pictures of his victims. Like he cut footage of him terrorizing them into random anime and slasher films.
1: Oh. So like okay. you'd watch
0: it in like real film. Parts of them would be in there.
1: Mm, Yep. Okay.
0: Yep. So he was also reported to be a fan of horror films. Like, he had a collection, like, in general. Yeah. Uh, Miyazaki, who kept a perpetually calm and collected demeanor during his trial, appeared completely indifferent to his own capture. The media called him the otaku murder. As a result of all his shit, right? Because his murders caused, like, a moral panic against other otaku who are, like, people in Japan who have what is considered a nerdy obsession, accusing anime and horror films of making him a murderer. Which is, again, highly unlikely. The majority of otaku, just to say, do not commit murder. They're just nerds. Yeah. And there are, like, a whole lot of authors out there who wrote about things that they never did themselves, like... Stephen yeah. King probably yeah, hasn't. Yeah,
1: that shouldn't, yeah, no.
0: Yeah, I feel like uh, if it hadn't been horror anime, it would have been something else. I feel like right? being
1: a fucking psychopath is
0: That's more likely probably. the cause. Yeah, like he would have <laughs> found something else. If he wasn't into anime, he'd be into like, I don't know, a religion. Or he'd be into, I don't know, pottery or something. like. Yeah, something. like he just
1: has to be into something. Yeah. Clearly that kind of personality.
0: Yeah, and he was just evil. But yeah, so like the centerpieces of his collection were the first five guinea pig films which are like a horror series oh, okay. and he apparently used the second film in the series as a template for one of his killings huh. so as a result of this conjecture though various newspapers claim that miyazaki have like retreated into this fantasy world of manga which are japanese comic books yeah and as a result of his neglectful upbringing keiko okonogi a psychoanalyst at tokyo international university told the shikan post uh, newspaper that quote The danger of a whole generation of youth who do not even experience the most primary two- or three-way relationship between themselves and their mother and father, and who cannot make the transition from a fantasy world of videos and manga to reality— is now extreme. These reports were disputed, obviously. Yeah. So like in A. G. Otsuka's book on crime, he argued against us that Miyazaki's collection of like pornography was probably added or amended by a photographer in order to highlight his perversity. Oh okay. Yeah, so he's not sure. And then another critic, Fumia Ichi Hashi, suspected that released information was playing up to public stereotypes and fears about Otaku, as the police knew they would help cement a conviction. Oh. Yeah, so Sharon Kinsella, another person, asserts that, like, large collections of manga and videos were actually pretty typical in the rooms of youths and other Obviously. people living in Tokyo at time. Yeah. Yeah, but, like, really, really common. Like, there's yeah. this whole thing called uh, hikikomori, and those people actually, like, stay in their room forever, and they make that choice. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, that's
1: more. That's more. It's
0: really intense version of otaku. <laughs> Most otaku are just like have tons of like anime figurines and anime yeah, and shit, and which is pretty or games common. or sports paraphernalia, yeah, yeah, like whatever they're into, and that's yeah. common, yeah. So the trial began on March 30th, 1990. Often talking like nonsensically, Miyazaki blamed his actions on quote Rat Man. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, an alter ego who Miyazaki claimed forced him to kill. And he spent time during the trial drawing Ratman in cartoon form. That's
1: what I'm gonna blame everything on from now on. Ratman? Rat Rat Andrea.
0: Well, if anyone gets mad about the uh, barcode. Yeah, uh, it was
1: Rat Andrea, not me.
0: Yeah, she's terrible at barcodes. Rat Andrea. And then draw a cartoon. You can't expect You can't expect too much
1: work. From
0: her yeah just draw her like It'll just be a rat. fucking up barcodes
1: yeah i'll be like this this yeah. rat girl
0: this rat girl she is plaguing my barcode
1: she just hates barcode scanners
0: <laughs> she's <laughs> just so mad how you get so <laughs> mad rat andrea but yeah so he drew it and i actually saw his drawings and they're I mean, I guess you could say they're cartoon form, but they're actually just really creepy looking. Oh. Uh, not really cartoonish. You should Google them, everybody. Yeah, Google Google that. It'll be easy to find. Um, during his trial also, Tsutomo Miyazaki showed no remorse for the murders of the young girls. And he made, like, weird statements throughout the proceedings, like, besides Ratman, generally behaving just strangely. And yeah. according to Miyazaki, the Ratman figure had convinced him he would be able to bring his grandfather back from the dead if he killed the girls. Okay, leading him to ab- abduct and murder them, right? Yeah. So that's what he thought. Miyazaki's father uh, refused to pay for his son's legal defense. No kidding. Uh, yeah, fair enough. But he also committed suicide in 1994. As well, a result. was it his? If this was his son. Yeah. Who did this? Like, he and didn't...
1: was it his dad that Miyazaki was trying to bring back? And his no, it was his
0: grandfather.
1: Like... Yeah, like it was his dad's dad or his mom's oh, dad. Oh,
0: that's a good question. I'm not sure mm-hmm. if it was the pre- maternal or I'd paternal be like, you grandfather. You ate my
1: dad, and then you kill some girls, like. He, what is wrong with you?
0: Yeah, like, he committed suicide. I mean, first he didn't help his son, which I wouldn't either in this case.
1: Yeah, no, I wouldn't either. That's good no. that he didn't. No. Sometimes you just have to accept the fact that your kid isn't, isn't did it? Deserving. He did it. Yeah, like, and he did it. he's guilty and bad. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so he committed suicide out of, like, the shame and horror of that, so. Mm. But despite the tragedy her son had brought upon a number of Japanese families, including, you know, her own, Miyazaki's mother visited him, like, every week in prison to bring him comic books. Seriously? Yeah, I suspect she wasn't happy either, though. Here's a statement from Miyazaki himself again. Quote, If I tried to talk to my parents about my problems, they'd just brush me off. He confessed to police. Quote, I even thought about suicide, he said, and, quote, I felt all alone. Miyazaki explained later, this is another quote, And whenever I saw a little girl playing on her own, it was almost like seeing myself.
1: Uh So
0: he had this weird, like, <laughs> so preconception like, about their lives, I guess. Yeah. And, like, he saw himself in these, like, lonely little girls.
1: So he was mm-hmm. a kid who had to self-amuse, like...
0: Yeah. Like, he had to... There's
1: lots of kids like that.
0: Yeah, and most of them don't have a preconception with uh, children. No. When they grow up, right? Like, and why little girls, right? Like, when yeah. he see himself more in, like, bullied boys, like, I don't know, right? Yeah. It's odd. But the seven-year trial focused on Miyazaki's mental state at the time of the murders. So, under Japanese law, people of unsound minds are not subject to punishment, and the as translated, uh, this is not me saying this, feeble-minded please forgive me, are often given reduced sentences. So three teams of court-appointed expert psychiatrists came to differing conclusions about his ability to tell right from wrong. Two teams determined him to be, again, feeble-minded, and one team concluded that he was schizophrenic, and then, like, the second team uh, said that he had, like, multiple personality disorder. Yeah. And the third team found that, like... Although he had a personality disorder, he was still capable of taking responsibility for his actions. Mm -hmm. Like, he was sound of mind enough. Yeah. So the Tokyo District Court uh, judged him aware of the magnitude and consequences of his crimes and therefore accountable. And he was sentenced to death on April 14th, 1997, but his death sentence was upheld by both the Tokyo High Court on June 28th, 2001, and the Supreme Court of Justice on January 17th, 2006. Yeah. So he described his, uh, serial murders as an, quote, act of benevolence. No. No. Not particularly benevolent.
1: the meaning of that
0: word. That's... It does not mean what you think it means. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You keep saying that word. (laughs) (laughs) Minister of Justice uh, Kunio Hatoyama signed his death warrant, and Miyazaki was hanged on June 17th, 2008. Okay. Mm Mm-hmm. So that one's not a happy one.
1: No. That's not...
0: Dead children are not typically a happy one. I have Um, a short little baby. You have a short little baby? I do. But the baby lives, right? (laughs) That was a joke.
1: No, I hate it.
0: I know. I, I kind of do too, actually. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, okay. Tell so me we- about your short, short baby cases, because actually, Andre has a cool has a cool thing for you that's kind of tangentially related, but more like, I guess North America ish, mm-hmm. because like Tinder's kind oh, of yeah. a North America thing. So
1: I was trying to find nerd murders because of that one, and I was yeah. like, oh, maybe I can come up with something that will be themey.
0: Yeah, they'll be thematic clothes.
1: But uh, when I googled "nerd murders," it showed (laughs) up Tinder murders.
0: It it, what?
1: It just showed me some like a list of Tinder murders.
0: Oh my gosh!
1: Like there were other things too. There was like a recent nerd murder which I didn't want to get into, but it was on Tinder. And then right, yeah. So so it's all this Tinder stuff. That's so weird. A bunch. This is three Tinder murders.
0: Oh my gosh, Tinder! And so these are just
1: short little ones.
0: Yeah, like yeah. some summaries. That's so yeah. fucked. All right, let's let's hear about. It. I haven't heard many Tinder murders before, actually. Even though it's like, it'd be the perfect way to do it.
1: I know. So I'm yeah.
0: surprised. Yeah, yeah, it
1: would be. Um, so, twenty six year old Francia Francia Ruth Ibarra met Emmanuel Delani Valdez Bocanegra,
0: who is yeah. also
1: twenty six, through Tinder. The two had gone on several dates, but during their last meetup on December third, two thousand sixteen. Francia went missing. Oh no. So, police went to Emmanuel's Mexico City home to question him regarding her disappearance, and they found human bones in a garbage bag.
0: Classy. Great. So, they
1: think that she may have turned down his advances, and th- which caused him to murder her and dissolve her body in hydrochloric <sighs> acid. And then oh he left God. the bones on the balcony of his apartment. What? And when he was arrested later, he was completely emotionless.
0: What a creep. Right? What the fuck? I know.
1: Um, So this one, 23-year-old Jordan Matthews. Yeah. He was from Cardiff, UK, and he was dating a 24-year-old named ZZB, I think. Uh, Oh, okay. In August 2017, they were spending time together when Matthews saw what he believed to be a notification from a man named Ben from Tinder on ZZ's phone. So Matthews went into a rage over the message, and they started to argue, and then the argument turned into physical violence. Fuck! And Matthews started beating her, and he broke her jaw, her ribs. Oh
0: my god! And
1: she did die from this attack.
0: Holy shit! Yeah. Oh my god.
1: I know. So he was arrested, and during his trial, it was revealed that he was physically and verbally abusive throughout their relationship. Shocking! And investigators later discovered that B didn't even have the Tinder app on her phone.
0: What the fuck? So he right. just saw a notification from anything, assumed that she was cheating, and beat her. Yeah. Fuck this guy. I don't even know
1: where he got the name Ben from.
0: Yeah, what the fuck?
1: And then, so he got an 18-year-old prison sentence for, for that.
0: 18-year prison sentence? Not 18-year-old prison sentence, as you said.
1: Did I say 18-year-old?
0: Yeah, I was like, I'm you got tired. an 18-year-old prison? Yeah. I mean, I guess that's not wrong.
1: No, I guess that's right.
0: I get, yeah, especially when the 18 years is up in prison, then it was 18-year-old sentence.
1: I'm super sleepy.
0: You're allowed, but, like, <laughs> what the, f- oh, my God. And this is, like, I'm not even surprised that so far it's been, like, jealousy and or yeah. um possession-related. Yeah. Right, where they're possessive of a girl or jealous or, like, mad that she didn't, like, have sex with them or whatever. Like, fuck yep. that. <laughs> fuck it.
1: So there's the last one. 37-year-old British Army Sergeant Emile Silliers allegedly tried to kill his wife, Victoria, not once, but twice in 2015. So Emile was apparently in a lot of debt, and he had taken out a huge life insurance policy on his wife, yeah. which was upwards of $160,000. Yeah. And he had apparently begun a relationship with a woman he met on Tinder named Stephanie Gawler. Oh. and then he wasn't able to leave Victoria for Stephanie, he planned Ste- uh, Victoria's murder. So one, yeah. So he decided That's to kill his wife. That's not the only wife. way to
0: break up with someone. I know,
1: and I don't know why he wasn't able to leave her. Like,
0: yeah, even you if can, you're not, you can are you still do it. Unable to leave somebody, there's you get up away. and you walk away. Yeah, yeah. Like if you can't get divorced, here's what you do: you stand up
1: and you leave. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like literally. Yeah. So one night in 2015, Emil caused a gas leak in the couple's home, and then he <gasps> left his. F- oh. 40 year old wife Victoria in the house while he went to stay somewhere else. And when the gas leak scheme failed, he suggested his wife go parachuting. And then when what? she agreed, he tampered with the parachute.
0: Oh my God. After
1: her shoots failed, after jumping 4,000 <gasps> feet in Wiltshire, England, oh. she sustained a lot of severe injuries, including a broken collarbone, broken ribs, and a spinal injury.
0: But she survived. But, she survived.
1: Whoa. but ironically, I think she survived. Actually, I'm. Yeah.
0: It sounds but, like it. Yeah,
1: um, but ironically enough, like back when he did the gas leak thing, yeah, she had jokingly texted him asking if he was trying to kill her.
0: Oh my god.
1: Yeah, and his Myrtle, Myrtle, Myrtle. his Myrtle, his murder trial is ongoing.
0: Well. I hope he gets slammed completely. He tried to do it twice. He should get two sentences. Yeah. Plus, like, this poor woman, it sounds like she totally trusted him. She went parachuting. She joked around. Like, yeah. poor Victoria. She didn't deserve that.
1: No, it doesn't sound like she was a bad wife at all. Like No, it I sounds like
0: she was really nice. Like, he just really wanted to be with this chick from Tinder. He could have just, just said something. And didn't have the
1: balls to actually break up with
0: Victoria. Yeah, but had the balls to... D- fuck with someone's parachute that's a horrible way to kill someone it's insane that's such an evil way to kill them they're gonna be terrified <sighs> i guess he
1: wanted the money but it's not even that much money
0: no and like
1: not really worth
0: it's not the worth the chances murder. of getting caught no it's not worth ch- it's never worth a, someone's life but no. like even if you're one of those people who doesn't care about life then it's not worth the chances of being in jail yeah yeah well Good, I'm glad that he's being fucking, like... Punished. Punished for this. Yeah, and bodies on trial. Well, well, hopefully. I'll send a letter. I don't know where they live, but I'm sending a letter saying, (laughs) fuck this guy, put him in jail. Do it. Victoria deserved better. Yeah. Yeah, so we... We'll have more surprises incoming. We were thinking of doing something pretty fun next episode. That's a really popular case. Yes. Yes. Elizabeth some... something. Thing. Yeah. Anyway. But it'll be a surprise. <laughs> yeah. So you'll find out. Yeah. yeah. Andrew was thinking of doing that. So I'll be fun.
1: And email us at two scared siblings at gmail.com.
0: Mm-hmm. Give her some barcodes.
1: Barcode stories, please. That's yeah. all
0: I want. That's all everyone want. I'm already bored thinking about it. But like, <laughs> uh you can you can send them if you're really, really hankering for some barcode venting. But like, yeah, send us your own stories about trying to murder your spouse. Yeah, and please. uh and or the your favorite anime horror. Because I might actually do some reviews for like fictional horror because mm-hmm. I really want to get back into that. So that's Something that I'm wanting to do. So, like, yeah, if you have a movie or a video game or something that you want me to review, yeah, send it to us at uh, siblings at gmail.com. And our yeah. Twitter is at sibs. Andrea, yours?
1: Uh, at andreanoel3.
0: And mine's at Toy Carousels, And we'll have uh, YouTube videos out soon. And we have yeah. a Patreon.
1: Patreon.com slash siblings.
0: For $1, you get a shout-out, and it really helps us. And
1: for $5, you get uh, a, both a shout-out and...
0: Special episodes, yes. <laughs> which Andre- Andrea's brain just froze. It was like buffering. Like I, I could see asleep. the loading screen oh, for a, on her forehead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm all doing. right. Well, now we give you a smooch. Mm-wah. Sleep well. I was more
1: generous. With my smooch that
0: time. You were very generous. I'm proud of you for actually giving the smooch a good, good, good lips. A
1: hearty try.
0: A good hearty smooch.